Travolting presents The Fraser's Edge. Hosted by Jeff Sweeney and Stuart Elmore. Recapping the early hits and misses era. Enjoy the episode. Hello, folks. Hello, everybody. Uh... It feels like only yesterday we recorded our episode on Child of Darkness, Child of Light, and kicked off uh, The Fraser's Edge, the second installment of Travolting. Yeah. Feels like we just started, and now we're already finished our first era of the show. Yeah, it's like we're closing the book to the first chapter. Closing the chapter. Closing the book on the early hits and misses era. Yeah. Um, What I think to get this started off, um, it should be said that this was an easy era to know when to cap it off at. Yes. Because... Like next week and the week after and the week after that is like very clearly going to be Fraser's send off yeah. rocket ship moment. He literally does back to back all bangers. Because yeah. right after this, it's George of the Jungle, Gods, Gods and Monsters, Monsters Blast from the Past, past the, the Mummy, Mummy Dudley, Dudley Do Right. And then the rest are after that. It like continues. Yeah. But I did, yeah. And so um, I, I feel like. This was a uh, last week. Thank you for listening last week to our still breathing, yeah, uh, very sweaty episode. Yes, uh, it was <laughs> hot in here. Uh, I never made this joke in the last episode. I should have. You know what Brandon Fraser's character's last name was in Still Breathing? What? Well, his first name is Fletcher. His last name is McBracken. <sighs> More like McBracken my neck. <laughs> That's right, folks. If you think we got less horny since last week, <laughs> you are sadly mistaken. Uh, no, um, yeah, we're, we're finished with the first era of the show. That's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. Um, I think the biggest thing that I I think we what we get to do, which is something that we weren't able to do in the first season, is we you know this whole point of the show is to like sort of track in, the arc track the arc of uh, a movie star of a movie star and we, now we have someone to compare it to yes john travolta yes we have a comparison um and also do i do want to quickly emphasize something yeah because i feel like a lot we get a lot of shit sometimes from our guests about not doing the tv i'm specifically talking about one guest <sighs> and i finally realized like the pitch of this show is that we are tracking the movie star career yeah. The movie stars. Right. Not the movie and TV stars. We were tracking their movie star personas. Right. And I just want to emphasize that point. Yeah. Because I've never really been able to concise it down that much. Yeah. So, yeah, just wanted to... Well, yeah. it's a different culture of, yeah. of stardom. Yeah, because we're not, talk- TV we're, not talking about the, versus... we're not talking about the bulk of their work. We're not talking about necessarily them as an actor. We're talking about them as a movie star. Yeah. So, um... Oh, I'm always stuck in a pickle when we get in these episodes. Cause I, there is what is the format? Yeah, like how There's no real way to start. It's just it's a conversation. Yeah, and so I mean, I I guess it's like, what's f- I want to start off with a comparison because yeah. what's fascinating about Fraser is, j- without even looking up his bio, you can sort of get the essence of that he starts in the bottom and works his way up. Yeah. He starts as the background. He starts as Sailor Number One. Then he gets his yeah. TV movie. Then he gets a feature, uh, a feature length main role. Then he gets a small indie role, 
and then it just keeps going on yeah. and on from there. It's the same start as Travolta, but it goes differently. I think it's very, a vastly different. Well, the first four are the same. They're very parallel. Because yeah, Child but... of Darkness, Child of Light is just um, the Devil's Reign. Dogfight is just um, Carrie. Carrie. Boy in the Plastic Bubble. Bubble. Or Girl Season Until Proven Innocent is just the Boy in the Plastic Bubble. And Encino Man is just Saturday Night Fever. I mean, very different movies. But it's actually I, would, this... I would put it more towards Greece, probably. Yeah, like, and School Ties yeah, is a Saturday Night Fever. Yeah. It's like the star. Yeah. That's like, that's, you got to flip them. That's a Because fair he did Saturday Night Fever and then Greece. Yeah. Whereas Fraser is doing like the Grease, then Saturday Night Fever. Yeah. Saturday Night Fever and School Ties are the ones that prove that they're an actor. Yeah. And uh, Grease and Encino Man are the ones that prove that they're a movie star. Yes. That's the, you're correct in that. Yeah. And so they're a little backwards flip. But he doesn't. But then what's interesting is. Where Travolta role, skyrockets right after that. Fraser does not. Yeah. And Fraser I, like kind of plateaus. Well, I think we just have to be very forward and honest about the qualities of their major hits. Yeah. Because Travolta gets a high grossing musical. Yeah. Fa- from a famed actual Broadway musical. Yeah. And also tag on to the fact that he is a heartthrob yeah. with Olivia Newton-John. And that he gets an Oscar nomination for Saturday Night Fever. Yeah, Saturday Night Fever and Grease are culture-defining movies. And Cino Man and School Ties are not. No. And Cino Man was a hit, and that's what you can say That's for it. all you can really say yeah. about it. And so School Ties, not really much of a hit at all. Um, it's a so, pretty decent movie, yeah. but I wouldn't call it a Saturday Night Fever, personally. So his career sputters on its ascent. It doesn't go down, but he kind of plateaus for a little bit. And most of what we've covered in this era has been the uh, plateau. Yeah, and so, but I think it's a good thing to maintain is, like, Fraser never quite leaves the quote-unquote working actor stage. Yes. He gets to the working actor stage fairly quickly, I will say. Because it's 92, which is Encino Man, and 91 is Child of Darkness, Child of Light. Yeah. His first background role, which he gets, like, a billing for, for some reason. Oddly. Which maybe it's because he was cut from a scene yeah. or something I, I don't know yeah. but i think it's worth saying that like you know he very quickly gets like travolta gets his tv movies starring and then yeah. his feature film starring and from there he is just a working actor he goes into 20 bucks where it's just a supporting side character he gets a few a uh, little bit of screen time mm-hmm. i want to say he's a protagonist of that movie but he's he's somewhat yeah. important um, younger and younger, uh, not very. Yeah, I mean uh, he's the he's the the sec, he's the co lead. Yeah, co lead. We we talked a lot. Like at this point, he's kind of in co lead to a big star role. Yeah, younger and younger. It's him and it's Sutherland and Fraser. Yeah, uh, son in law. He's only in it for a cameo. With honors, it's, it's him, Joe Pesci, it's Joe Pesci, and Fraser. And Fraser. Airheads. Airheads it's he's the Adam Sand. Well, he's the lead of that movie. He, but the draw is it's Sandler's first non-SNL. It's Sandler's first non-SNL, and we also get yeah. Steve Buscemi yeah. in there, too. Who Who's fine. Like, Buscemi's an eternal supporting player. But, like, the draw of that movie is Adam Sandler's doing movies. Yeah. And uh, then In the Army Now, another... Yeah, it's another just Pauly Shore... Pauly Shore thing. Cameo. S- the scout is... Albert Brooks. Albert Brooks. And Fraser. And Fraser. Uh, Passion of Darkly Noon, he's... He's still the co-lead. 
um but he's he's kind of spearheading that yeah i what oh my god what's it's ashley judd in that ashley, ashley judd. judd yeah it's like kind of ashley judd and fraser yeah vigo mortensen and fraser yeah glory days he's only in it for a scene yeah it's a ben affleck movie now, now and, and then, then he's only at first scene. One it's scene. A odd Rosie O'Donnell headliner. Yeah, uh, she's like, yeah, I'm in the movie for a few scenes. Uh, yeah, I'm the lead character, whatever. Yeah, uh, kids in the hall, brain candy. It's a kids in the hall movie. He's in the first scene. He's in the first scene, and then Mrs. Winterborn. It's um, him and Ricky Lake. Yeah, Ricky Lake is the lead. He's the supporting. He's character. supporting, but he's kind of starting to become the draw. Yeah, he's starting that, to that like. Even though these have been the flop movies, where we've kind of been tracking how it's been flipping, a up bit. through like the scout, like he is not the draw. He's there. He's the you know the supporting player to your Albert Brooks or your Joe Pesci. Yeah, he's the new kid on the block in the scout. Um, and then aside from the cameo work, like you know Glory Days now and then, he starts subtly becoming the draw of these movies. These movies just make no impact, so we don't think about that. But like. He's the draw of Mrs. Winterborn. Like, yeah, it's like Ricky Lake is uh, hasn't been too big yet. Yeah, he's the he's a supporting character in Twilight of the Golds, yeah. but he's kind kind of the, the draw, draw in that Twilight movie too. The Golds. Uh, Still breathing. breathing. He's the lead. He's the top build. The movie didn't do anything, so you don't think about it. But it's like, oh, it's a Fraser headliner. Yeah, and those are what really tee him up, so that when he kind of goes back into Encino Man mode for George of the Jungle. It's a knock out of the park. Yeah, he's the lead. He's not playing second fiddle to Pauly Shore and Sean Astin again. He's the lead. Yeah. He is George, the titular George of the Jungle. Yeah. And then um And from there on out, like in got like we shouldn't talk too much about the upcoming movies, but like in Gods of Monsters he's playing second fiddle to Ian McKellen, but that's a highly prestigious movie. So yeah. that's beside the point. But you know everything he's done, even if he didn't have the meteoric rise of Travolta, he's teed himself up for a lot of success. And I think we got, this is to go back to the comparison. What's important is, uh, Fraser did not make the mistake that Travolta did, which was when he made his two starring role movies, school ties and Encino man, the moment that he had a flop afterwards, he didn't cower back into, he didn't retreat. He didn't retreat into just being like, a list only like Travolta did. Yeah. He took those cameos and supporting roles and worked alongside of greater actors mm-hmm. to build his, uh, you know, skill set. Cause Travolta flopped with blowout. One of the best movies ever made. Absolutely. And he just retreated, you know, into his staying alive, two of a kinds, your basement's the dumb waiters. <laughs> yes. Uh, the experts, all the hits. Look all, who's talking. All the hits. Look who's talking is kind of his lifeline. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think it's it's interesting to say. Like, you could say, well, it, if you follow that logic, then that would mean uh, Fraser had... Encino Man School Ties was all 92. Mm-hmm. And if you count everything in between, just kind of a slow build until George of the Jungle, that means it was five years yeah. until George of the Jungle. Whereas John... So if you count that as a rut, which yeah. you can't really call it a rut, because yeah. it's not that every movie he's doing is a flop. Yeah. They're not all flops. He's been working. He's been working. Whereas John Travolta, on the other hand, if you count like what he's been doing in between Blowout and then his next big movie, which is Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Right? I mean, you, look who's talking, technically. 
technically. It's not a big, it's not like a critical hit, but it is his next big hit. Okay. So then to that point, then, if you count Look Who's Talking, which was 1980. 89. 89. Yeah. Then prior to that. It's it's nine. It's 10 years. 10. About eight years. Yeah. Blowout was 81. Okay. Yes. Look Who's Talking's. So we're talking about a five-year difference yeah. and a nine-year, eight-year difference. Mm. And you can like you can still kind of count Pulp Fiction. Well, that's uh, the thing. Yeah. It's, like, it's like it's that's the movie that makes him a mega star again. Are we going to count the sequels as hits? They were. I mean, the second one was. The second one was also a hit. Yeah. I mean, they were like they were hit movies, so they didn't do anything for him. It's kind we, of the weird Travolta thing. If we hypothetically just said that look who's talking is not going to count as yeah. his next hit. Let's then just say as a high, yeah. then that drastically changes the game because yeah. you went from 1981 blowout to 1992 uh or 19 sorry 1994 mm-hmm. with pulp fiction. And that is a 13 year difference. Mm-hmm. 13 years. Oof. It's a lot of fucking time. Oofta. Oofta. As opposed to Brendan Fraser, who goes from Encino Man to George the Jungle in five years. Yeah. And it is hit after hit after hit after George the Jungle, much like Brendan Fraser after Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Hit after hit after hit. So that's that could be that's an interesting topic of yeah. like it depend maybe one of them had a better agent than the other. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, well, I think it comes down to like the projects that they decide to choose. It's about the projects they decide to choose, the roles they want to take as movie stars. Fraser is more willing to be a supporting player. He's more collaborative than Travolta, seemingly. Yeah, Travolta needs like needs to be at the top. Fraser is willing to be in the second. Fraser is willing to have a more steady ascent. Yeah, like a slower, steadier ascent, um, to like lock in success than Travolta, who kind of just jumped up and then fell. And had to stay at the quote-unquote top. Yeah. Top being Fraser leading role. Fraser was a safer approach. It took longer, but it got him there, and he stayed for longer than Travolta did at the start. At the start, yes. Yeah. Um, and I would say, like, Brennan Fraser's reign from yeah. where it kicked off in Georgia the Jungle to, what would we say? What, I would consider the Brennan Fraser, like, reign of success to basically be Georgia the Jungle through... Um, G.I. Joe Rise of Cobra. Really? Like you like I think even if they're not like mega successes, he is in Crash, he is in Journey to the Center of the Earth, which is a hit. He's in The Mummy Three, he's in Inkheart. These are movies that exist and he's relevant. He's in the Fairly Odd Parents, and yes, we will be talking about that because that is a movie. Mm, interesting. So I like Fraser's reign, I would say, is basically from ninety nine to uh two thousand nine. It's like a ten-year reign, ninety-seven to two thousand nine. Okay. Yes. Right. Yeah. So that would that would that's like twelve years. Yeah. That's twelve years of general main, mainstream success. Yeah. Whereas Travolta from Pulp Fiction, we're getting a little ahead of the early hits and misses yeah. era, but like, I'm just tracking like this all starts from the foundations. Yeah. This was this is Fraser's foundation. Fraser was more willing to build a foundation than Travolta yeah. was, and so Travolta went Pulp Fiction. And then what do we do from A-List from Travolta Exploitation? It was Pulp Fiction from 94 until... Pulp Fiction was... It, for the A-List era for Travolta, we did um, Pulp Fiction through Bolt in 2008. And that So that was a 14-year 
yes. reign, you might yeah. say. But I have to say, in between that 14-year reign is Battlefield Earth. Yes. So this, we uh, Jeff and I have... We're not relitigating yeah, this. Yeah, Jeff, Jeff and I Jeff and I have litigated this whole conversation of like, how long really is the A-list era? Yeah. Really? Because it's we complicated. We're not relitigating this. But I think it goes to say about Brendan Fraser's reign yeah. of like... Is it as questionable as Travolta's? Yeah. And Fraser has the added thing that he's in another comeback period now. Oh, and that's the other thing too. Because Travolta like starts strong, sputters out quickly, has a comeback in the nineties, sputters out again around two thousand ten. And is forever. Yeah, and is in... still in the sputtered out zone. Yeah. Fraser, slow ascent, um, pops to the top, sputters out, is in a comeback as we speak. Yes. We're recording this on his birthday. Happy birthday, Brendan. Happy birthday, uh, Brendan. Um, just wanted to say that. But, yeah. So, that's... I think that's essentially the the main thing I want to talk about with this first era. It's just that it was a strong foundation. Yeah. But I do I do think we should talk about our favorite movies and our favorite episodes from this era. Yeah, absolutely. And maybe, like, any underrated or worst yeah. movies and all that stuff. 100%. So... Jeff- worst movie, Twilight of the Golds. <laughs> Hard to beat. I mean, in the army now, also rough. In the army now is pretty bad. In the army now, it does ha- do be having the good joke with the bazooka though. Kid, kids in the hall is kind of eh. But no, I'm looking glory days. Um, airheads with honors. Son-in-law was. Bleh. I I don't know, Jeff. Younger and younger is pretty fucking bad. Younger and younger was at least a little funny. It was pretty wild. But like Child of Darkness, Child of Light's kind of goofy. Yeah, it was bad. But you're I saying still, you're saying Twilight of the Gold. I think Twilight of the Gold is just because of its tier. like branding and messaging. Yeah, it's just it's a bad movie. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say younger and younger. Younger and younger. Younger and younger is a very nonsensical movie. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> Nothing. Um, um, I was getting some shit from the peanut gallery. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Younger and Younger is, I would say, my least favorite movie. Um, favorite movie. Oh, boy. This is a tough one. Because um, I I liked With Honors a good amount, if, if I'm remembering that correctly. Yeah, I mean, I think hmm, this is a tough one to think about my favorite. I mean, honestly, can I be really honest? Yeah. In terms of where his role, I liked him the most. Yeah. His, my favorite Brendan Fraser role, Now and Then. Good movie. He has one fucking scene in that movie, but he knocks it out of the park. Like, I think it's such a good-ass movie. Um, or good-ass scene for him. I don't mm-hmm. think it's the best movie. Ooh, Passion of Darkly Noon. Good that's, movie. That's a pretty good-ass movie. Good movie. Um... And then, but yeah, from what I remember, I think with honors, um, I, I liked with honors a good amount. That was actually pretty decent, a decent movie. Encino man. Good movie too. Uh, I mean, I wasn't, Encino man wasn't my type of movie. 20 bucks. The best movie ever. (laughs) It was fine. It was all right. I don't know. It's like it's hard to say. Like, there's no smash hits in this yeah. era for me. It's all kind of like it, it's pretty good. Yeah. That's it's, all I really have to say about it. It's like it's pretty good. It's all okay. It's all right. Yeah, that I mean, school ties was pretty good. 
I think Passion or Darkly Noon might be the best one. I think you might be right. I think well, I think it might be Passion. I know you weren't a fan, but I also liked Airheads. I did not like Airheads. Air, yeah. I mean, Airheads is a uh, it's just like a cult classic. The audience is loving like how much how different we are. Yes, how the same we are, but also how different we are. Yeah, it's almost like we're made for each other. I am hastily assembling a list of all the movies we've covered and looking at my letterbox scores of them. Oh, yeah. So I can best determine what I, in the moment, thought was the best one. Yeah, in the moment, quote unquote. What if it was Glory Days? Oh, that's a dumb movie. I kind of like that movie. You know I did. I know you did. Mrs. Winterborn. That was a bug nuts movie. That was a bug nuts movie. Of the gold. If I had to pick like an underrated, I mean, if I had to pick like a, a favorite one and an underrated one, I've already said my worst, my least favorite one is Younger and Younger. If I had to pick like an underrated one, um, I might say. Okay, I'm, I'm looking at my scores. My favorites, and I agree with this, my favorites were Passion, Darkly, Newton, Airheads. Okay. Those are my two favorites. My least favorites were In the Army Now and The Twilight of the Golds. I I would probably say my favorite is Passion of Darkly Noon and With Honors. And then my least favorite is Younger and Younger. I want to say I always like picking an underrated one. I do think... I, I think... Now and Then has some pretty good moments outside of Fraser's cameo that mm-hmm. I did enjoy, that I did like a lot. Yeah. Um, so I would, I would because you know, I, if I remember from that episode, we said Now and Then, it's like, you know, it's like, um, what movie did we compare it to? Compared it to uh, Stand By yeah, Me. Yeah, it's, it's Stand, so by, it's stand it's by, like by Me. It's like a female Stand By Me. But like in a worthy way where it's worth watching. Yes. And I, th- I would highly recommend people watch that movie. So I would say... Uh, now and then most underrated yeah now and then is worth checking out it's a well-made movie yeah um but there aren't like you said there there aren't really any undeniable hits hits in this era but like we said build a strong foundation for our man Uh, yeah if you really think about it a lot of this is just an acting reel for him i mean think of all the all the cameos yeah they're all acting real length yeah when you think about yeah, it. Yeah, you put that scene from now and then on your little reel. You ship it off to the head of Disney. You're like, hey. Yeah, on. exactly. And it's like, it's kind of a smart move in that regard. Yeah. Um, but he's still a working actor. He's still doing well. Um, so, yeah. I mean, I it, it all makes me look forward to, like, where he's going in the future. Um, and nothing ever turned me off of him as an actor. I mean, I did say that uh twilight in the golds worst performance for sure i think i think it's his worst performance in twilight of the golds yeah um twilight of the golds is rough it's it's very rough for him very very rough so uh otherwise you know like i even think his performance in younger and younger as bad as that movie is he knows what movie. Oh, he's good in that. He knows what. He's good in Younger and Younger. I'm not going to say he's great, but I think he. But he's good. He is. He understands the assignment. Yeah, he gets it. He understands the assignment in Younger and Younger. Donald Sutherland. Donald Sutherland, yeah, he's like playing the organ. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I, I feel bad about that episode. Why? It's like 25 minutes long. <laughs> that movie had enough crazy juice to get us to at least 30. Maybe. Like, I, I definitely feel like we could have ran with some nonsense for a little longer in that one. I don't know. Yeah. I was kind of checked yeah. out. We were che- we were checked out that day. Were I'll we? Confess. Yes, we were. Why were we checked out that day? I can't remember. Something had happened. Yeah. We were just tired. Yeah, probably. Jeff and I work probably an average of 60 hours a week, yeah, which plus. I know we have some fans who probably work fucking 100 hours a yeah. week, in which I say, you are a victim of capitalism. Yeah. You should not be doing that. Yeah. Also, I want to quickly say thank you to everyone who uh, had us on their Spotify raft. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. That was very nice to see this is kind of a perfect time to do yeah. like our era recap well retrospective yeah, this episode's airing um um oh the week after christmas yeah the 30th so, yes it'll be the last episode yeah this of, is the last episode of the year of 2022 yeah it's kind of perfect yeah it's incredibly perfect yeah so and also just thanks for folks for listening to us and keeping on board with our fraser's edge podcast i think when we first came up with this idea to do Travolting, I mean, I, I knew it was, you know, mostly a bit, but I've never done a bit in my entire life, <laughs> but I, I have to concede and say like, you know, this has become like a nice, it's a nice version fun. of like investigating the arcs and careers of movie stars. Yes. And it, you know, every once in a while we stumble upon a movie that sparks my interest a little bit. And I'm like, Oh, wait a second. Mm-hmm. Like, there's actually something good here. Yeah. And I've never heard of it before in my life. Never seen it before. Like, Passion of Darkly Nude. I've never heard of that movie in my entire life. No one has. <laughs> no one has. But it's actually a good movie. Um, And also, special thanks to all of our guests that yes. we've had on. We've had some really, really good guests. Yeah, in this first segment. Um, And we got a lot more coming. guests yes. coming. Folks, I would just like to say, from this point on... um. Every single one of our episodes is a guest. No shit, really. Um, that's not entirely true. Um, our next episode um, does not have a guest. And um, um, we have one movie um, in a few months. <laughs> does not have a guest. In a few and, months? Yeah. And then there's oh another God. month of guests. And then there's uh, like three months off. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah. It's it's hefty. Yeah. Uh, so look forward to that coming up. Yeah. I uh, I don't really have any more thoughts and notes about Fraser in the early hits in Mrs. Yeah. Era. I think for the most part, it's you know it's a pretty standard. Me- yeah, I won't say mediocre, but kind of like a chill foundational climb. Yeah, and it it seems to me like it's somebody who listens to their agent. Yeah, honestly, that's what this kind of listens to their agent, but has smart. He understands his utility yeah. as an actor. Travolta. Does, did not no. listen to his agent after blowout. I'm sure his agent was like, "You need to like start taking." Charlton like, doesn't understand his utility as an actor. No, he doesn't, and he still doesn't. Which is as we uh, we hope folks checked out our Paradise City episode, but yes. like, uh, Travolta. <laughs> thank you. Uh, it seems like Travolta has still not yeah. learned the lesson. Yes, and I'm not hopeful he will be. Mm. And it gives me hope that we're covering Frazier in this perfect moment where he is on a comeback. Yes. And um, I cannot wait until we get caught up and we can kind of track his little comeback period. We don't get to cover Batgirl anymore uh, because fuck Warner Brothers. Yeah. Um, but we do get to cover a lot of 
cool movies that he's been doing recently. Yeah. And that's a long way down the pike, but we'll get there. Yeah. And uh, for right now, you folks can look forward to next week. Um, we're jumping into the, the next era, which the, we're calling the mainstream success era. Yeah. With George. George. George of, George of the jungle. jungle. Watch, watch out, out for that, that tree. tree. That's right, folks. George of the jungle next week. Uh, joined by a fun guest or two, maybe three. Um, maybe, what? what? <laughs> uh, thank you all for listening. <laughs> thank you all for listening. Wait a minute. Uh, please remember to rate, subscribe, whatever platform you're listening on. As a reminder, we are available on, on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and YouTube. Uh, you can check us out on Twitter, Instagram at Travolting Pod, Podcast at gmail.com. If you have any emails, r slash Travolting on Reddit. Um, find me on Twitter at Jeff W. Sweeney. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Stuart 185. I. The special thanks, as always, to Rebecca Johnson for our graphic design and Michael Van Bodegum Smith for our theme music. And happy holidays, folks. Yes. Happy, happy New, New Year. Year. This is coming out the 30th of December. We'll see you next week, week for George of the Jungle. And next year. Yes, next week and next year for George of the Jungle. Have a great one, folks. Happy 2023.